0: Welcome to the Stop Ruining My Childhood podcast.
1: A sometimes nostalgic, sometimes cynical look back at pop culture.
0: Join us as we revisit movies, cartoons, and live action TV of the 80s and 90s and ask the question... Does
1: this hold up or did I just ruin my childhood?
0: My name is Megan.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: And today we have a very special, very special bonus episode.
1: A listener request.
0: A listener request. So on Facebook... We had David Bobke. Sorry, David, if I'm not saying your name correctly. Um, And he said, got a request for you. The classic animated special cartoon all-stars to the rescue. I remember what a big deal that thing was when it came out. And I kind of vaguely remembered it. Steve did not remember this at all.
1: No, not until, well, once we started watching it, I kind of remembered it. It was like, yeah, because. yeah, there wasn't much there.
0: As we'll get to in our fun facts and history section, this was on every single network the night that it aired basically. Yes. Um, and there was also a VHS and all of that. So we're going to get into that and we're going to talk about the special and uh, what we thought of it and, and, and how it's crazy that this thing was even made, quite frankly. But before that...
1: Our non-sponsored snack review. And today's non-sponsored snack is wax bottles full of sugar juice.
0: Also known as Nickel Nip's.
1: Nickel nips. I never knew them as that.
0: Do you... Okay, so we've got red, orange, yellow, and green. Pick your poison.
1: Uh, just hand me two of them. All right. So, for those of you listening, if you've never heard of nickel nips, which we I never called them that as a child, they're basically wax bottles mm-hmm. that are about eh, two and a half inches tall or so, and they're filled with colored juice. I, I say with air quotes, um, I'm assuming. And so they look like little, they look like wax oh. representations of Coke bottles almost, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned kind. And what you do is you're supposed to bite off the top and then drink the juice, which is kind of sugar water, I believe. Yeah. Um, and then you're supposed to chew it, chew the wax almost like gum, which I didn't know you were supposed to do that. I just did it that way as a kid.
0: Yeah, so um, I just had the unpleasant experience of eating mine while you were talking. These are called nickel nips because they cost a nickel and you nipped off the top. But it does sound like something dirty. So we'll just call them wax bottles. But these were created by a man named Vinny Cavallo in the early uh, part of the 1900s. I don't have an exact date, but according to SnackHistory.com, and I will link it in case anybody wants to check my sources. I'll link it on our blog. These have been around since the Prohibition era and they actually were not meant to be soda bottle shaped. They were meant to be in the shape of alcohol bottles. (laughs) Kind of like whiskey or um, scotch I guess.
1: Yeah they do look like Coke bottles but I could see that. I just had a lemon and a lime and let me tell you these are sublime.
0: No, they're awful.
1: They are one of my favorite things. You know what it is? If you listen to our last episode... I was just
0: going to say this. You
1: heard my take on Icy Pops, and this tastes just like Icy yeah, Pop juice. Yeah, that's
0: what I thought. I couldn't do the second one when you're going to chew the wax while I talk. Mm. Okay. I couldn't do the second one. I had I had the red and the orange. Steve had the lemon and lime. Um, the cherry was very strong and burned my throat a little bit, as very sugary things tend to do sometimes. But yeah, the liquor bottles, it was kind of a nod to the fact that people couldn't have real alcohol. Kind of like candy cigarettes, but little wax bottles, which we I thought was so fun. Because this is the whole thing about Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue is to stay away from drugs yes. and alcohol. But it is presented by McDonald's. So once again, we're swapping one addiction for another. Essentially, they're like, "Hey kids, stay away from things that are bad for your body, but also take these chicken nuggets." Yeah, (laughs) like, and also,
1: and with our nickel nips, is that what you call them? Nickel nips. Yeah, it's like, kids, don't drink booze, but here's a lot of sugar.
0: And practice for when you have they're about the size of those like little sample things you get in like airplanes. Yes. Or hotel mini bars. Yes. Right. Um
1: Did you chew the wax of yours? I
0: chewed it a little bit, okay. but um I needed to talk. So at any rate, yeah, they've they've been made in the same shape since the nineteen forties. And they're made by Tootsie Roll and they did have a resurgence in the nineteen eighties. And what what people think is that they look like soda bottles. Mm-hmm. And, look, Coke and Pepsi have been around for a long time. But in the 80s, they, like, really amped up their advertising. Yeah. Like, there are books written about the Coke Wars, mm-hmm. right? The, the other Coke Wars. Not the Coke Wars we're talking about today. Not in crack. Columbia. No. But, no. <laughs> but the Coke-Pepsi, yep. like, feud. And, and also at this time, there was a resurgence of some other wax candy. Like, we haven't done yet wax lips and wax, yep. like, fangs. So they had kind of a resurgence in the 80s, but yeah, they're still made by the Tootsie Roll company, and um, and they're still made using the exact same formula.
1: I, I don't believe that they're super easy to find still. I think I found these at a, we have a, lo- a local toy store that's like an old-fashioned toy store, and they sell some old-fashioned type candies, and yeah. I think that's where we found these. But I do remember having these as a kid.
0: And you can get and them I on... And I loved them
1: just as much as I just loved them now.
0: Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. I didn't really eat these as a kid. Is this like a summer thing? It feels to me like a summer candy.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I lived in Texas, so every day was summer. But yeah. <laughs> That's
0: true. I didn't think about that. I lived in Buffalo. So summer so, summer was like two weeks in July. Yeah,
1: so every day <laughs> yeah. was almost winter.
0: Exactly. Or preparing for winter or hoping the winter would not be as bad as the yeah. last winter. Yeah. So, um, out of five, I really, oh man, I did not enjoy this. I liked the ICs. This, to me, is like, it's too concentrated.
1: Okay, so this is a first ever on our program. Okay. But for Cartoon All-Stars, we're going to use stars. Okay. okay. I was going <laughs> to go. we've never used stars I before. I was going to go
0: with propaganda. No. No. <laughs> Out of 10 propaganda,
1: films. <laughs> helps.
0: All right, so we always pick something related to what we're watching, and today we're going with stars. So out of five stars,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are you going to rate the candy?
1: I will rate it five stars because okay. it's delicious, it goes down smooth, it's engaging because you have to bite the top off to drink it, and then you can eat the entire packaging. I love this entire thing.
0: It is a fast candy, as we know. It is you a super love,
1: fast candy. You
0: love fast candy. Um, I yeah, I gotta go with a one on this. I can't, I what? can't even eat the second one. We are really far apart for the first time in a while.
1: I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> if this is your stance on nickel nips.
0: The five years of marriage, and Steve finds know. out how I feel about wax bottles. Mm. I don't know that I've ever actually had one of these.
1: You just did. I kn- and you well, loved I, I No,
0: I did not love it at all. I gave it a one. All right, so.
1: Three, three out of five, five We need to do that again I,
0: I can't do the math I couldn't know if it was two and a half or three So Three No, It
1: should be two and a half, you're right
0: <laughs> No, because it's one plus five divided by two It's six, it's you're not right. zero I didn't you're give right. it a zero You're right Alright, you I want to leave this You in. should
1: have an outtake
0: Alright, so <laughs> Yeah
1: Three, three out of five, five stars. stars. Three for, out of for nickel nips. Yeah,
0: three out of five stars for nickel nips or wax bottles, whatever you call them where you are. They are hard hard to find, but I will link them in our blog because you can buy them online. Awesome, Steve. Can you give us a brief summary? Um, because the the cartoon isn't that long, and we're kind of going to go yeah. beat by beat.
1: So basically, the cartoon All Stars the Rescue. It was it's a brief cartoon. Um, and it's about a kid named Corey who, when we pick up, is already smoking marijuana. Right. And we first find him stealing his sister's piggy bank and breaking it open to use the money to buy more drugs. Um, and it's at that point that all of our favorite cartoons enter and they take Corey on this basically like little adventure to show him the harmful effects of drugs and how you can be addicted, and how he's not in control of his life, and how he should say no. And by the end of the story, he learns a lesson, and he reunites with his little sister, who he was being mean to. That's right. basically the story.
0: And then they decide they're going to go talk to Mom and Dad.
1: Yeah. And now, really, the big part of it, if you if you remember or don't remember, was the fact that when I say it has some of your favorite cartoon stars. All of that, It has uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, the Smurfs... Muppet Babies, Alf, Garfield, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Chipmunks, Winnie the Pooh, Slimer from Ghostbusters, and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck,
0: and more. There are more in there that he's not even listing. Yeah, there there are a ton of different characters, some from Warner Brothers and some from Disney, and
1: um, it was a collaboration. Yeah,
0: it was definitely a a huge collaboration. Which <laughs> explains a lot of what happened.
1: So, Megan, tell us about the history. How did this come about? This montage, if you will, of cartoon anti-drug sentiment.
0: So, so basically, and we'll get into some of this in our memories. So, I don't want to step too much into like the D.A.R.E. program. But, I, I, want, I do want to start there. Basically, what you have in the 1980s. This was done in 1990. And, I forgot to mention, you can watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but... In the 1980s, drugs did change. I want to say, too, there is a stereotype that this was just among the African-American population. It was not. And there is this, what they called basically, an epidemic of crack. Now, some people today would say that that was a moral panic. And in the same way that we have other epidemics where we talk about, like, the obesity epidemic, and then all the politicians jump on board and they're like, oh, no, this is a problem. What should we do? And what happened, like, I'll compare it to the obesity epidemic because I think it's a good comparison, is that it's hard to get adults to change their habits. So what happens then is you target kids. So if you look up like obesity epidemic, all the articles are about like childhood obesity and how right. we can solve this problem, because people care about kids. right? They don't really, because our laws kind of show that. But so what was happening here is that there's a crack problem primarily in urban areas, primarily among adults. Mm-hmm. And instead of kind of looking at real solutions, in my opinion, at least, and 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 also, if you look at again some literature on the subject, real solutions as to why these people are using this drug, what effect it's having on them, how it's it really did rip apart. I mean, there's a great and I'll link it in the blog, a great photo essay of crack in New York City mm-hmm. and what that looked like. We talked about before in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? The the pre and post Giuliani, Giuliani era,
1: yes, of New York City. Yeah, New York City was not great in the in the eighties. Yeah,
0: it, and it really was a problem and causing a lot of um, a lot of harm. So they started having these drug awareness programs. One of the purposes of Dare, you know, it was like the whole "just say no" campaign.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The real purpose of Dare was actually not just for kids to say no. It was for kids in schools to become accustomed to having a relationship with the officer that went in to talk to them.
1: Got yeah. So
0: that they would then not be as afraid or as standoffish or have it was to have a better police community relationship. Right. So it to me that's actually the interesting part and the thing that came out of Dare is that then a lot of kids felt more comfortable calling the cops, going yeah. to the cops for help. But the the just say no part didn't really work as well.
1: Well, You know, this was also in the midst of the Reagan administration. And now when this came out in 1990, the George H.W. Bush administration had both committed to the war on drugs. Yes. And that's really where they were kind of focusing things. And this is incorporated it, you know.
0: Right. So basically, this group of politicians is looking for a way to get the message out to kids to prevent kids specifically from doing crack. And they also were looking at marijuana and alcohol as gateway drugs. Right. I never know how I feel about that because I don't know many people who jumped just right into harder drugs before doing alcohol and marijuana. But it's not like they necessarily lead. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yep. I don't know many people. I mean, I guess now with opioids is a little bit different, but back when we were mm-hmm. like in high school.
1: Really what it is, is it's a it's a behavioral issue, right? right. So it's not that people who sm- drank alcohol or smoked marijuana doing that made you want harder drugs. But if you became accustomed to that behavior, you were a lot more apt to try another drug than someone who didn't at all.
0: And you're also with a crowd that's kind of doing those types of things. Yes. And and but but I think that back then they did look at it like A will lead to B. Yeah. yeah. Right. So basically what happens is that there's all these like PSAs. We have I called this our very special episode, kind of as a joke, because like a lot of sitcoms would have a very special episode, yeah, right? about
1: drugs or yeah, about, like yeah. Saved
0: by the Bell, Jesse was supposed to be on um on like speed on <laughs> caffeine on pills, ca- yes. Well, she was on caffeine pills, but initially it was going to be like speed or cocaine. You're right. And they had her be on caffeine pills on Saved by the Bell, so they decide to make this special, and. Roy E. Disney, who's running the Disney company at the time, he steps in to be a producer, and they work out with all of the other studios who own all the other characters to bring forward all the most popular cartoon characters at the time. The real Ghostbusters.
1: Yep, Slimer.
0: Slimer. Steve mentioned Alvin and the Chipmunks, which we have reviewed on here before. Um, Muppet Babies are in this Which mm-hmm. was which was huge at the time So Jim Henson had a piece of this Winnie the Pooh had a show at the time yep. And he plays a very large role You mentioned Huey, Dewey, and Louie DuckTales was DuckTales very was right. big yep. right. The so Smurfs The Smurfs was, mm-hmm. was huge a couple <laughs> years before that So they really tried to Take all of these beloved Cartoon characters And basically form a half hour Propaganda <laughs> film for kids yeah and what's it what i mentioned already but this was they needed funding
1: yeah
0: so they go to mcdonald's and mcdonald's basically sponsors the whole thing so if if you watch which we'll link it for you um the version that there's one version from disney where they had done a home video yeah and they have like three minutes of disney marvel Jim Henson Productions, yeah. like all of that. But the other one, the other version we watched had a long McDonald's commercial yeah. at the beginning. So it's kind of like it's advertising for McDonald's. Right. So they had this on because they felt it was so important. And they had the backing of the president. The president yep. and the first lady do a short introduction yep. to the home video. Um
1: and to the live because they did the live live. one yeah
0: so they have a short introduction and they put on this where it aired on nbc abc and cbs and i think maybe fox as well so the major networks all carried this at the same time they preempted their programming for this special
1: yeah it's like it's like when you have like a presidential address Yeah, and it's on every channel. That's what this was.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, just in case people missed it that night, they also put out VHS tapes, and I think you could rent them for free. But it's (laughs) who's renting? Well, I'm going
1: to be honest with you. I mean, you know, as part of what I mean, this is kind of in the field that I work now. Yeah. And if you're a kids, if you're a kids program at the time. Right? You run like a daycare or you run a school or uh, an after school program, right? This might be the kind of tape you'd want that you could show the kids during if you were talking about drugs or something like that. That's
0: a good point because I was just thinking of like my brother and I walking through Blockbuster and I'm like, hey, let's. (laughs) let's... Cartoon
1: All Stars of the Rescue. And your mom being like, for the seventh time, Megan.
0: (laughs) Well, the funny thing is that in my opinion, it's not clear from the artwork. What it's about. Right. So if you were a kid going through a video store, um, I'm pulling it up so you can...
1: Yeah, it just looks like all your favorite cartoons.
0: Yeah, with a curtain drawn and they're all popping out.
1: You know, it was the perfect medium because if you want to reach kids, you know, every kid was used to watching these characters on Saturday mornings. Right. So now it was the the same people you watch every Saturday morning are on a weeknight, which is pretty special if you're a kid.
0: That's true. And
1: they're all talking now. You're using that medium, so you're getting the kid's attention and talking to them about the dangers of drugs.
0: Yeah, and also the songs were done by Alan Menken and Howard Ashman, who worked for Disney, and also did the songs for The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin. So they had... a a whole real powerhouse behind this um they really i mean a a couple people we didn't mention that as i'm looking at it now i just said the elf uh, elf was in there um daffy duck and garfield yep garfield was also huge at the time right big cartoon that we haven't covered yet but we did talk about elf yeah so that's basically a little bit of the history i think Given how many people are behind it, I don't want to like preview my review too much, but a lot of other people who have talked about this and and talked about the history mention kind of what a wasted opportunity this was. Because this is the first time since Who Framed Roger Rabbit that the studios are coming together to like put together. They really
1: call this animation studios to the rescue yeah
0: you really could (laughs) so that is our that's some of our fun facts in history we're gonna take a break here and when we come back we'll get into our memories or really lack thereof and then we'll do our full review
1: hey everyone nick here from the s1 e1 podcast each week, we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and ignoring anything we may know about the future run of that series, decide if it's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. We very seriously dissect TV shows for no reason at all. I got a pee. <laughs> <laughs> talking old timey. Ah, I got a Frankenstein at my show. All right, so do I. You, know you should about? know because right now you're dressed like a London DJ. <laughs> moving forward unless there's anything else depressing about my life you want to bring up that's impressive to find that many bad shows who's boner i don't even know what a banksy is catch us each week wherever you listen to podcasts and visit us at s1e1pod.com for links to everywhere you can find us
0: we're back this is megan
1: and this is steve
0: stay off drugs kids that's our PSA for today. That's, um,
1: that's don't ruin your childhood to the rescue.
0: Yes, exactly. Don't ruin your childhood by by doing drugs as an adult. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Steve, let, I know you don't really remember the movie. Do you remember Dare? Were you part of the Dare program? Yeah,
1: I remember the Dare program. That was that went on in my elementary school. Um, you know, I remember it vaguely. It's been a long time. But it was popular when I was growing up in the '80s, in, in elementary school especially. Going into middle school, I also do remember. You know, I like I said, I didn't remember this initially, but while we were watching it, mm-hmm. like pieces came back to me. I was like, oh yeah, I do remember this kind of like I remember that scene, or I remember you know so, I remember this going on. And so I really did. I, I had seen it probably when it was on, right? Um, you know, I don't think that it was something that I watched is a rerun or anything, but yeah, I do recall it. I did probably sit down at night with parents or somebody because it was such a big deal. Right. Right, everyone right. knew about it, and they really, even if you didn't want to watch it, you didn't have a choice. That's true. Because most people didn't have a whole lot of cable at this point, and it was on every network.
0: Yeah, I remember the part with the, the toys coming to life and becoming the characters, yeah. and I really, beyond that, nothing.
1: I remember <clears> the <throat> drug smoke guy
0: yes the villain the, the, the villain. little villain that kept yeah, trying that's to sway true. You. so what with dare did do you feel like dare was effective for you for like you i mean you barely remember it but did it yeah help?
1: i thought so i mean i've always I, to be honest even in high school and things like that i've always been a kind of an anti-drug kid and an anti-drug adult yeah um and so i just you know, I was—I guess I was in like yourself. I was in like some of the gifted classes and things like that growing up, and I just kind of saw the stupidity to it. Right, yeah. you're injuring yourself, and you're—it's—it's it's unnecessary. And I always kind of felt that way. Um, but dare was kind of a cool way to think of it. Because they had like the black shirts and the red, the red red dare and the police officers came in and talked. Right. And it was kind of neat because especially in elementary school to kids, right. You have like police officers, firefighters. Those are cool people that are really neat to come in. Yeah.
0: So we had dare for three years, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. So Mm -hmm. you went through it for three years. I went to the first dare thing in third grade and the officer, they were talking about like stranger danger Mm -hmm. and the officer asked for a volunteer and i volunteered and he started following me and i basically like ran i started running we're just in a classroom yeah and i started running and he's like all right all right he goes now megan did the exact right thing there she sped up when i was and i was like yeah because you're following me like i don't like that i was like very suspicious but what ended up happening um oh also that day we had um like a science lesson that went along with some of the D.A.R.E. stuff. Okay. And they showed us pictures, full-on pictures of, a regular lung, and a smoker's lung. Yes. And I was like, I'm never smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like based on those pictures, it freaked me out. And this one girl started crying because her dad was a heavy smoker. And she was like, that's what his lungs are going to look like, and he's going to die. I mean, she's not wrong. Right. it's like a way to sc- our kids. So what ended he's up. like scared straight. Yeah. Yeah. So what ended up happening is, I was then in the Gifted and Talented program, which met the same day that D.A.R.E. met. Mm -hmm. And I never went to another D.A.R.E. thing again until fifth grade. When on a different day, they held the D.A.R.E. graduation ceremony and because everybody else had gone through, they just were like, you're graduating from D.A.R.E. Megan. And they gave me a black shirt with D.A.R.E. on it. And I had never been except one time. And I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, For me, I don't know. I I think that it did what it was intended to do of making you feel more comfortable around law enforcement Mm -hmm. because they can be very intimidating as a kid. Right. Um, but I also think a couple of times I have smoked marijuana and I found that my brain does not, my, my brain is too creative already. Like, so opening it up even more is not good. It's like, no, it's not, it's not a good thing. It doesn't work for me. And the same thing with alcohol, with, with alcohol, when I drink, I feel like dumber and I don't like that. Right. I don't like my brain being messed around with by substances. Yes. Um, but the way that it's portrayed here is interesting to me because we never find out some of the reasons behind the behavior. And to me, that's the key. Right. right? Is there trauma? Are there mental it, it health problems? To,
1: in the cartoon special, it alludes to that there wasn't any problems like that. It was peer pressure. Right. His friends kind of pushed it on him. Which... And he didn't want to seem cowardly and he wanted to be cool and so, which did happen. I mean, not as much as I think some people think it did. I think there was a lot of people trying to escape. Um, yeah. But there were some people who did get into it. Cigarette smoking was big like that. Yeah. Right? A lot of people smoked because it was cool in the 80s and because everybody on sh- TV and movies smoked, right? And it was just a thing that people did.
0: Yeah. I think that with smoking and drinking, that does sometimes happen more. But I f- it the way that it's presented... Is that you're gonna be at a party and somebody's gonna come up to you and be like, "Hey, kid, do you want to drink some? Here's right. something to smoke, and uh, here's some drugs." And that's not what. It- and when it actually happens in real life, your friends just like, "Hey, Steve, want a beer?" And you're like, nah. Right. Yeah,
1: like you yeah. know." <laughs> I-, I will say that it is, you know, there is more to it than we think because. It's not like some stranger in a park trying to hand you a joint, right? Right. But I don't know of anyone ever who started smoking marijuana by themselves. They just one day went, I'm going to go find some weed. Right. No, it was always a group of people were smoking and they stepped in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, And I will say I drank quite a bit my last year of high school and first year of college and the reason for that was because i had social anxiety. Right. Um as i said alcohol makes me feel a little dumber, but it makes me feel slower. So that i didn't feel as nervous and i could i know people who did it for that reason and then kind of got hooked on it. Yeah. And what happened to me basically as i was 20 And also I have allergies, so alcohol makes me quite sick. And I got sick and I was like, this isn't a problem, but it could be. So I just stopped drinking. And it wasn't like, for me, it wasn't a big deal. But I think if you have some of those other components, genetics or, um, you know, like I said, trauma, things like that. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting. It's just that propaganda takes... Those types of truths, and then it, it has to condense them down into a palatable form right. that then can be spread to the masses. And sometimes that's a hit, and sometimes that's a miss.
1: Well, it's also because you have to be, you know, you have to simplify things a little bit for when you're aiming at kits. A simpler concentrated form yeah. to get it out.
0: That's true, but at the same time, this is... <laughs> this is not that far away from reefer madness if you've ever watched that where you and reefer madness is again a like a another propaganda movie where they smoke pot and they like get hyped up and they go crazy Mm -hmm. and like you know that kind of thing um i will also say as we get into the the kind of recap of this here's my who is this made for because i feel like it's aimed at younger kids To snitch on their
1: older brothers and sisters. The kids that they're focusing on, that they want to get this message, are kids who idolize their older brothers and sisters. So they look up to a 12 or 13 year old, right? So showing him learning the lesson. Yes. And then, you know, changing his ways is a good way to kind of get that into the kids that are watching it, I think.
0: So we open with a very ordinary house in the suburbs. Yep. And I think that's kind of intentional to say, this could be anybody's family, yeah. right?
1: And we see Corey's piggy bank being stolen.
0: Yes. The but, door
1: opens and hands come in and grab the piggy bank.
0: Well, but before that, we see she's got a Smurf comic, a mm-hmm. uh, Kermit clock, yep. baby Kermit from Muppet Baby's yep. Clock. She's got a Winnie the Pooh <laughs> teddy bear um and then yeah so then
1: is there the, an elf poster
0: i think so uh, yeah and, a, and then a garfield lamp oh and a chipmunk's record yes yeah so we have some of the cartoons that are going to come to the rescue and her piggy bank gets stolen
1: so her piggy bank gets stolen and the first thing that happens is all these cartoon characters come to life off of the different merchandise in her room and the the smurfs in the smurf book comic book The Smurfs go and wake up Papa Smurf to say Corey's piggy bank has been stolen. And this is my first thing. Why does Papa Smurf sleep in a shirt but takes it off for the day? It's cold. Because then he just wears pants with no shirt. It's
0: chilly time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, And they're like, Papa Smurf is smurfing soundly. I love it. We haven't done the Smurfs yet, but one of my favorite things about the Smurfs is that Smurf is a verb for but for anything. For everything. For yeah. everything. Yeah, so all the stuff starts to come to life. What I did find funny, so here's my highlight about this part. I did like it is kind of a merchandise push because you know that they actually did have like posters of Alf oh, and yeah. Garfield
1: lamps. If I and saw phones. one more Garfield phone or oh. lamp or clock. Yeah. In the 80s, like, I don't know what I would have done.
0: I wanted a Garfield phone so bad.
1: You weren't that cool, were you? No,
0: and I didn't. Well, the girl I knew who had one had her own separate line. Yeah. Which, why do you need that when you're in, like, fourth grade? We had
1: a separate line in the basement for the kids. And we got it. It was, like, when I was probably 12 or 13. Mm. And my younger, my next brother would have been 9 or 10 by that point. So it was to the point where, in school, we started making friends who would call. Yeah. And my parents were, like, they were sick of it tying up the line. So oh. we had that phone that we could... We, we didn't
0: to- even have a separate line for like internet when i was in <laughs> high school but anyway so i did like how they all kind of came to life then my favorite part is that steve and i are watching this and everything is something in her room at this point now later other characters come in yes but all of a sudden out of nowhere slimer comes through the wall <laughs> and i'm like would she have a ghost in her room? Like, where is Slimer coming from? It was so funny. Um, but yeah, it's kind of neat the way that the way that that happened. So we have. Um...
1: So as they as they wake up, they end up waking her up un, un, un unintentionally, right? And she sees her bank is gone, so she goes down the hall to her brother's room. Opens the door to find her brother just broke her bank open and is collecting all the change.
0: Yeah, to it, buy drugs. At this point, it's not clear whether Corey can see all these characters that have come to life to help right. Her out. Right. Um, he call she she sees his drug box. Yes. He says it's a chemistry experiment.
1: Yeah, to mind her own business, and he yells at her as he's pocketing her change. Now, my thought here was. Michael breaks the bank open to buy drugs, right? Yeah. But he has a whole box of drugs under the... Why does he need more drugs? He hasn't used the ones he's got. Like, you know what? There's little kids in Ethiopia that don't have any drugs. (laughs) And you're not using yours.
0: Yeah, I mean, the idea is that he's supposed to give money to his friends, though. Right. So does he owe them money for the drugs he already has?
1: Maybe or
0: is it because they're about to go and score something new? Because that that is true. Yeah. So anyway, one of the characters says he's got a one way ticket to Nowheresville, and then there's a smoke monster hanging out with his delinquent friends.
1: Yeah, and also him. We meet the smoke monster kind of comes out of the drug box. Yes. And is she's like, "What are you doing, Michael?" And the cartoon characters are like, "This is no good." And the smoke monster that's supposed to be, I guess, marijuana smoke. Right. And he's like, don't listen to a man. We're cool. And he's like, you know, he's kind of like the devil on Michael's shoulder. And
0: he's drawn, I have to tell you this, he's drawn very similar to um, later on in the-, the Disney movie Hercules, how they represent Hades.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, he's true. very Some similar vibe. Yeah.
0: And um, so, <laughs> this is... This... I'm going to tell you, as you guys are listening, we are describing this and it is only going to get crazier from here. Okay. This whole thing is like somebody took acid and came up with this movie about not doing drugs.
1: Let's take some drugs so we can come up with a no drugs movie.
0: Because what happens next is that Bugs Bunny comes out dressed as a cop and he fights the smoke monster.
1: Yeah, he chases down Michael. Michael sees his silhouette and goes, oh my gosh, it's the cops. Yeah. Right? They've come after me coming out of my house. Right? Which I don't know how he thinks the cops know he has drugs. But, um, yeah, so he runs down on an alleyway and it ends up being Bugs Bunny in a police outfit. Um, well,
0: because that's what Bugs Bunny does. He's yeah, a that's what he does. He's right? a trickster. So he scares Michael because this is a, a, a movie about fear tactics. Right. And then he tries to put a lid on the smoke monster. And then this is I did think was good. He says, what's the big attraction? How'd you even get started? And Michael says, because I wanted to. And then they take a time machine.
1: Yeah. He goes, are you sure about that? Know, and they sorry. take a time machine back to when he first tried it, and he gets to watch himself. And it really wasn't his idea. His his friends were like, "Come on, man, try some. What are you chicken?"
0: Yeah, because that's how that works. So we cut to to Corey and her mom, and they have the same haircut. <laughs> They're basically like Corey's like a little mini me of her mom, right? And um, and Corey. You know, and as I'm saying this, I forgot to say this in my memories. I know I watched this because I have a friend who's a girl named Corey. And we kind of made fun of her for a while after this came out. I just forgot about that till just now. Um, but she basically has an opportunity to tell about the bank and chooses not to. Yes. Um, and she wants to kind of protect her brother. Meanwhile, kind of like Michael has this smoke monster devil on his shoulder, Pooh is whispering in Corey's ear telling her to snitch.
1: Yeah, and she's like, snitches get stitches.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Right, she's not going to rat her brother out, but Pooh's like, you know what? Just do it. Like, he needs to get figured out. Pooh, you know, I was like, come on, Pooh, get with the program here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, and also, you have a honey addiction, Pooh. Don't even start with yeah, me.
1: Yeah, don't start, yeah. This is like the the kettle calling the pot black, <laughs> yeah, Pooh. Yeah,
0: exactly. So... The past is in black and white. We go back in time with Bugs and Michael. And what I love is that now here, I really actually did like that they drew Michael younger.
1: Yeah, not much younger, but he's supposed to be like maybe a year or two younger. Yeah, but
0: he's a little bit shorter, a little bit skinnier. It would have been really easy to skimp on the animation, but listen, McDonald's is foot in the bill. We're going to go all out for this. This is
1: McNugget money, baby. (laughs)
0: Exactly. This is Happy Meal. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: mcdonald's if you're out there we're open to sponsorship
0: (laughs) yeah definitely we we enjoyed that happy meal i'm not gonna lie so anyway um michael says to them what are you guys trying to get lung cancer so he's kind of making fun of them for smoking yeah and then they're like no this isn't cigarettes this are marijuana joints (laughs) come over and have some yeah and he's like i didn't want to feel like i was a wimp Bugs is like, believe in yourself, Michael. You don't need drugs. Yeah. And the smoke is like, but drugs feel good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, so then it flash-forwards to now, and it's the same group of friends, and he goes over to smoke some weed. All a little weed. bit older. Yeah, goes over to smoke some weed with him, and they're like, no, no, try some crack. Yes. And they've got crystals of crack, and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs>
0: Here's the point.
1: Where did t- a bunch of 13-year-old kids get crack.
0: <laughs> I turn to Steve, and I go, that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> kids living in the suburbs who are still just out of middle school where are you getting crack we should have done rock candy for our snack today for some for some reason they 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 offer him crack now at this point oh the girl there's a girl in like a hipster hat or well at that point it would have been like a blossom hat yeah and she steals his wallet to go buy some crack yeah which is funny she he's chasing her and he falls in a this is i can't even i can't even describe this movie. he falls into the
1: manhole cover (laughs) and that's where he's confronted by michelangelo from the teenage mutant ninja turtles i don't know
0: but but to me what's hilarious i can't do it to me what's hilarious about this is that some of the cartoon characters seem to be Like, almost figments of his imagination, right? Like, the smoke monster is representing that addiction or the call to drugs. And Bugs is fighting that, and he's kind of like the angel on the shoulder, right? And then some of them are, like, things coming to life like this. But then Michelangelo just exists in this world.
1: He's just this here. This is
0: just a world in which Michelangelo and Slimer just exist. Yeah.
1: and he's just like, dude, why are you? You don't want to be in t- t- doing drugs. Drugs are bad for you. <sighs> oh my god! And, and I was like, way to go, Michelangelo. Because as we know from our review of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'm a big fan of theirs. But I was a little confused because it was my understanding to this point that Michelangelo was a party dude.
0: But you can party without drugs. That's why it's Michelangelo.
1: That's a good point. And
0: not Master Splinter. Yeah.
1: Because Michelangelo's the, a soft party dude Yeah Much like how he had to give his nunchucks away for a grapple hook
0: Exactly If you if you don't know what we're talking about Go back and listen to that episode <laughs> So here's where it gets even crazier Because Michelangelo Pushes him down a drain Further past the sewers He gets into a roller co- an indoor roller coaster And who's waiting for him But Kermit and Miss Piggy From the Muppet Babies Yeah, And Piggy says this is a romantic tunnel of love. And Kermit's like, No, it's not.
1: <laughs> Kermit's like, We're here to talk about drugs, Piggy.
0: She get your head in the game. Yeah. So this at this point it reminds me of being John Malkovich because we're inside Michael's addicted brain. Right. <laughs> this is your brain on drugs but without the fried egg.
1: And of course, as we if you if you've seen our Muppet Babies review, if not, stop now, go watch it, come back. But if you've seen our Muppet Babies review, you know the Muppet Babies always had songs and things going on. Yeah. And so they use this opportunity to introduce the song, There's a Million Ways to Say No.
0: So here is my biggest issue with it. Okay. Out of all the crazy things, I'm willing to put up with some crazy stuff because it's the 80s and a lot of those cartoons were nuts. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just the name. We're used to it. But if you think about that name, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My issue with the song, this is my beef with this PSA, is that there's only one, and it comes at the wrong time. Because if you're going to have a big number like this, it should be the climax of the film or Mm -hmm. the story, and it should act like your turning point. Right, so either have it be a real turning point where he starts to turn around and see things differently, or have it be at the highest point of tension and it breaks the tension, and then he there's a resolution. Right, they don't do either one, it's a very catchy song, and all of a sudden, also, all of these other cartoon characters we haven't even seen Tigger comes out like <laughs> they're uh, the Huey Dewey and Louie come out, yeah, Gonzo, right? Gonzo there. There's all these other characters we haven't even seen. And then he's like, well, I don't know. Parents aren't really helpful. And I don't, I'm just my friend. They're my friends and I'm just going to keep doing drugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no turning point. I, there's the no turning point. The movie people around. are like, what?
1: We just did a whole number. Come <laughs> yeah. on, kid.
0: And all of the cartoon friends actually came to the rescue to sing this for you. Now, if they had had a small song here. And then the big closing number at the end, like you should have in a musical, like that would have Mm -hmm. made more sense. But the structure of it just didn't make sense. Then Corey wants to be like her brother.
1: Well, Corey goes into the room and finds the drug box. Right. And the smoke monster comes out and tries to lure lure Corey into doing some drugs.
0: And as you said, there's nobody else there. Yeah.
1: Yeah so so she sees the drug
0: monster now i learned it from watching you that's what that's the, true. that's what the message is yeah so we just had your so other psa's this is your brain this is your brain on drugs and they fried the egg and then said any questions true we see michael's brain on drugs right
1: yeah. and we then get just say no from the song we
0: get just say no from the song and then here that famous thing of like where'd you learn how to do this who taught you this and the kid says to his dad i learned it from watching you which here it is <laughs> there it is so um all yeah so at the same time there's like this nightmare scene where they're running up a roller coaster and then it turns into water rapids tigger gives him a floaty there's a pinball machine daffy duck is a fortune teller it's very like, psychedelic it's very again yes it's very psychedelic and it reminded me of pink elephants on parade from dumbo yeah which is a scene i hate uh for the same reason that it's just it's just really weird then they show like his future um they have a little (laughs) joke i did like this joke daffy duck looks in and he goes oh your future is very dark and michael goes that's a bowling ball
1: Yeah, oh, because he's looking at the crystal ball, but it's a bowling ball, yes. Then he
0: brings out a crystal ball, and basically Michael is a zombie twitching on a bed, presumably from the crack. He's gotten hooked on crack.
1: I I would imagine so, yeah.
0: And each one of them starts to tell him how great he is without drugs, and then they show what's happening with Corey. And he says, I was a dope, which is a great pun.
1: Because he was on dope. Because he was on
0: dope. He's a dope for doing dope. So he rushes home. He's able to stop Corey from doing the drugs. They get rid of the drugs. And then she says, maybe it's time to talk to mom and dad. And they're like, yeah. And he kicks out the smoke monster. And then the smoke monster, in what can only be described as a push for a sequel, the smoke monster's like, you can't get rid of me. I'll be back. And he like floats away with a garbage truck. Yes. And then Mike says to Corey, he's right, you know, he will try to come back. What?
1: That's addiction. That's the nature of it. I know
0: it's the nature. Well, that's part of, I guess that's what they're trying to say. But this is a kid who's 12 years old and he's like... I do think they were pushing for a sequel. Legitimately, I think that that's what they were going for. I think that they thought, like, this is going to be a hit and kids are going to love it. They're going to turn around and they'll stop doing drugs. Everybody will like the Frozen song. Everybody will be singing There's a Million Ways to Say No. Yeah. And we will have a sequel to this that McDonald's will also pay for. And if they don't, we'll go to Burger King. That's right. That's what I think they thought would happen. So they go and talk to their parents and then we have another commercial for McDonald's um, which they actually push the McDonald's charity Mm -hmm. and they they sing Love Left in Me. The Ronald McDonald
1: House. I actually
0: know somebody who really was helped by the ronald mcdonald house mm-hmm. like quite a lot and and it's actually a charity that we've been making fun of mcdonald's yeah. but their charity is really yeah so do i helpful. i know a
1: family that was helped actually as well and it is it is excellent um and they do yeah they do they sing love lifted me which is the Ron, which is the ronald mcdonald commercial um yeah i think too i think you might be honest something that they thought it was going to be a sequel maybe yeah and they're like you know even if it doesn't work out And then their sequel comes around, and it's, like, sponsored by Taco Bell. (laughs) And it's, like, you know, cartoon kind of stars to the rescue. It's all the B-list. It's it's all Hanna-Barbera, right?
0: (laughs) It's Yogi Bear instead of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah,
1: Grape Ape, right? Um, It's just, like, you know, Kung Fu...
0: Panda? No, No. the Kung
1: Fu dog. Oh, yeah. Right? Um...
0: And, And, like maybe scooby-doo is the the like the star, headliner but they don't get him they just get velma <laughs> they don't get scooby or shaggy
1: they have scrappy <laughs> scrappy doo scrappy doo oh
0: my you goodness know, the,
1: the poor man scooby oh gosh um, yeah so let's talk a, a little bit about
0: uh I'm reception ready. Okay. All
1: right. Now, there wasn't ratings for this necessarily because it was on every network. Right. Right. As we mentioned, it aired April 21st, 1990 Mm -hmm. on every American network pretty much um, in the United States. It aired in Canada a couple weeks later um, (laughs) where they just cut out the president and put the prime minister in doing an intro as well. Okay. And then in November of 1990, it aired in Australia. Hmm. And in December of 1990, it aired in New Zealand, all with their prime ministers introducing it. This thing
0: did a world tour. So
1: it obviously was a little bit more received than we remember.
0: I don't know. Because it
1: was seen in four different countries.
0: I don't know. And then what my picture is, is I'm sure, look, drugs are everywhere, but, and I know we have, we have listeners in this country, but are they like did they have crack in new zealand like i think of new zealand as being very pastoral yeah with like a lot of sheep
1: there was marijuana as well (laughs) yeah, and there was a lot of other stuff that you could really i mean this is a universal drug i mean in some
0: ways it is but i think it very it very clearly is targeting like let's keep the kids off crack right And and you know essentially what happened with crack is that kids did not gravitate toward it because they saw how tweaked out like they saw the effects of it right you know and and they they gravitated toward other drugs but there was very little i think um desire to be on crack so at any rate i don't know that i can rate this out of stars
1: so let's rate this we're rating it out of stars 10 stars um what's your rating for cartoon all-stars to the rescue
0: i have never been so perplexed about anything in my life i don't even know how that i would think about rating this because the question is does it hold up like that's one of the basically when we rate we ask two questions did i personally like it right and number that's number one and number two does it hold up it does not hold up at all. Did I personally like it in a weird, ironic way? I guess maybe a little bit. Because the cartoon characters are who they are. Oh, I forgot to mention too, Garfield only cares about lasagna. He does not care about helping Michael at all. No. Everywhere they go, he asks about food. Um,
1: the sequel was supposed to be poo in Garfield's interventions. Right. They're like, all right, now that we've helped Michael with his crack and his marijuana... Poo, we need to talk about honey. And Garfield, you've got a serious lasagna problem.
0: And let me introduce you to the good people at OA, Overeaters yeah. Anonymous. Um, so I guess, the you know, the if I'm going to rate it, I guess I would rate it in terms of PSAs, okay? Mm-hmm. If I think about PSAs, to me, this is actually, even given its length, it's not that memorable of a PSA. Okay. Because PSAs work best in short little bites where you don't have to actually, like propaganda works when you don't have to think about it. Right. Right? So I think in terms of that, it's not that effective. When we break it down, you can see that they actually were trying to say, why are kids doing this to a certain extent? I mean, limited, but Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. And it really is also aimed at those younger kids to scare them but to say if you see something say something like we're calling it snitching but that's kind of what it what it's about right um i don't know though so what do you rate it i don't know i don't know you
1: gotta give it something
0: i would give it a one if it were like the lesser cartoon characters (laughs) because it's such beloved cartoon characters i guess i will go uh i go with a two it's not structured well it's not doing what it's meant to do it's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy ride. Okay. So two stars out of ten for All right,
1: Megan. Two for you. Um, I'm. Uh, you and I are way off today. We're off on snack and we're off on on Who show. Liked this. I. You know, it wasn't. I mean, it's it's not phenomenal, right? But it has some of my favorite cartoons: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Slimer from the Real Ghostbusters. Um. Right. It's got uh the Smurfs, the Muppet Babies. Right. It was cool like that. Um. But also, now, was it well executed? No. But I respect the effort. What? I respect the idea of trying to keep kids away from drugs.
0: Oh, man. Okay?
1: I respect the fact that a lot of competing companies got together to do this. That they worked with the president. They put it on for a whole night for people. And so, you know, was it executed well? No. But I think I at least respect the the fact that they tried, okay? Well, yeah. And because of that, I'm going to give it a six.
0: Okay. I will say, I'm not changing my rating, but I will say that I think there is something to... We live in a time right now where everything is very much about bipartisan politics, right? Oh, yeah. Like everything is very, very divided in an unhealthy way that we, we saw... Right before the Civil War, quite frankly,
1: and, and we live in a time of propaganda that makes this look like Saturday morning cartoons because
0: it's done well,
1: right? You know, <laughs> this we have we have, there's propaganda, so much propaganda today from both sides, from both sides that this looks very you know pale and
0: right, yeah, and 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 a lot of that's not even coming from politics; it's like coming from media companies that associate with one side or the other right so it is interesting to me that you're right a lot of people came together to do a joint effort and i wish that there were more of that i think that if we had more centrists and reasonableists and people who tried to look at the nuances of things and and come up with solutions i don't think this is a good solution at all but but they did try
1: i mean i don't i don't think anybody's going to look at it and go telling kids not to do drugs is a terrible idea right that's a good it's a good yeah, thought right good thought. Right. no one's gonna say no you should let those kids smoke weed right they're nine no that's a terrible idea right and so yeah. I you know let them have some crack no terrible right so that's why I do it that so so, so. Yeah. Four stars out of, ten out of ten for Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Thank you, as always. <laughs> I always mention that we'll take listener requests, and we did. And we've tried to turn it over fairly quickly.
0: Yeah, we did, actually. Um, we I, I liked the suggestion we initially were going to have our bonus episode be for Top Gun yeah um but just the way that this laid out so you're probably hearing this on a thursday Mm -hmm. we just did teenage mutant ninja turtles we're going to do quantum leap which is our normal episode and that will come likely on the following tuesday we already picked the episodes for quantum leap and we already know the movie uh which is field of dreams so that's what's coming up we don't have any what is steve willing to watch but um, send in your other suggestions. We can't always get them in so quickly like we did with this, but this was a quick watch. We didn't have to go through like four hours of TV.
1: Yeah, this was what, about 38, 39 minutes? <laughs> yeah, something, like, something
0: that. like that. And that was with the intro and and yeah. and all and the McDonald's song and all mm-hmm. of that. So um, yeah, if you want to enjoy it, you can see it on our blog. Um, it's on our Watch With Us page at stopruiningmychildhood.com. And until then, my name is Megan.
1: And I'm Steve.
0: Stay off drugs and have a great week. Thanks, everybody. This podcast is supported by its creators.
1: And listeners like you.
0: Help keep our show ad-free by visiting our website, StopRuiningMyChildhood.com.
1: There you can find links to our social media.
0: And this very podcast you're currently listening to.
1: Both Megan and I are authors, and you can find links to our books on our About page.
0: And on our Watch With Us page, you can find videos and links for all the shows and movies we discuss on the podcast.
1: And more importantly, links to buy the nostalgic snacks we review as well.
0: We also post bonus content about once a month.
1: So like, subscribe, and follow.
0: For a small independent podcast like ours, it really does make a difference. Thanks.